Hello guys, Jack Mate here from the Happy Hour Podcast. Coming up on today's episode, we sit down with man of the moment, Michael Payne. He talks us through how exactly he ended up knocking out Tony Blair's son. I'm not joking. He also talks about the now famous Miss Barkley, who inspired a previous album. He talks about his new music, and there's even a little bit of Ed Sheeran chat. It's a good one. You're going to enjoy it. Sit down, make yourself a cup of tea or vodka if you're that way inclined. And enjoy. Hello, guys. How are you doing? It's me, Jackmate, and welcome back to Jackmate's Happy Hour podcast. Before we get to our brilliant guest today, I just want to catch up with you boys quickly. Stevie, how are you? Not bad. Life's been average. Oh, he's bringing the mood down I know, isn't straight it? away. I've been really busy and I've been having a great time, Jack. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't help his situation, though. Nah, but, you know, just. The world the hates viewers. me. I'm okay with that. It's fine. I've accepted it. You do share a lot of the hate messages you've been getting recently. Yeah. What's the worst one? Uh, someone wished I died of cancer and then a dance on my grave. And then he wrote, <laughs> he wrote something along the lines of getting chemo. And then he went, then I can laugh at your bald little head. So that was nice. Well, the internet is a wonderful, pleasant place at times. I think this is a fairly inoffensive podcast as well. Like, what's the worst we've <laughs> I, done? I can't. I can't think that you've done anything oh, yeah. to warrant of all that. the people. I like, don't think I've ever done anything for anyone to abuse me. You are the nicest one on this pod. That doesn't take much, though. <laughs> Does that make you an easy target? That's probably what it is. He <laughs> yeah. called me a popcorn nonce as well. Yeah. Whatever well, that, that is, that much is. We're going we're to get into that very, very quickly. We are here with Michael Payne. What's up? How you doing, mate? You're right. I'm good, thanks. Hot. Yeah, I mate, everyone says that, and trust me, it's only going to get worse. Oh, nice. And you're gonna, only going to get worse. Um, do you get much hate online? Um, I wouldn't say much. I get hate online. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you quantify hate now. Uh, I don't know, because it's, I know what you mean, because some people can wrongly be called out on things, and then just go, oh, I've got haters. Yeah. It's like, no, there's a, there is a, di- there is yeah, a difference. Mm. Per, per, per sort of, per occasion of communication. Yeah. I'd say it ranges, but never goes above 10%, yeah. 5 to 10%, which is good going, I reckon. That's good going. I reckon Not mine's a bit higher. 20. But yours, you get... Mine's cool. low. Yeah. Like, it's a low percentage, but they're dark it's when I get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're the ones I see. They're yeah. stingers. See, dancing on your grave after dying of cancer, that's too far. I'll draw a line there. Calling you a nonce for your choice of getting popcorn in a meal deal, somewhat justified. I'll take yeah. it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> After all this time, I, I can't say anything anymore, can I? Are you going to catch a film? Uh, See, exactly, exactly, because that's start the only time the popcorn is appropriate. My favourite part of this is that every guest we get on, they just start by going, hate him. Like, yeah. this is why I, I get hate. hate. I'm intrigued by you. <laughs> <laughs> you I'll take that. Michael, what's your go-to meal deal? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, anything apart from those pastas, man. <laughs> Can't take those yeah. anti pasta, yeah. Oh my god, fully anti pasta. What, what? Tesco pasta, anyway. Right. Um, I'd Hang probably on. wait. Let's bring it back. What? Where are you going? Are you going Tesco? Probably. Yeah, yeah. good man. There is what, what? What is it? I don't know what the statistic is now, but I remember hearing that for every ten pound that's spent in the UK, a pound is spent in Tesco. Or it may. Really? I, I think it was even. No, it must have been a pound. Yeah, it kind of been nine pounds. That'd have been weird. <laughs> yeah, they, they'd be killing it in the markets. Yeah. Shit. No, I'm a Tesco man. I think we're all kind yeah, of like, like, unified Tesco's on that front. King. What's what sandwich you going for? Probably either salmon and cream cheese. Wow, oh. I'm a bit middle class. If I'm, <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm going to a Tesco in Islington, then <laughs> then probably salmon and cream cheese. Mm. If I'm going to one in Hackney, then. Oh, whatever's left, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> snack. Yeah. You go on. Uh, Favourite snack. Um, 
What is this included in the meal deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you can say popcorn. No, I'll go for um, I'll go for those. Uh, what are they called? The the little barbecue disc uh, pop chips. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, chips. I like those. I've never heard anyone. We ask everyone this question, yeah. and I've never heard anyone come with that. No, that's okay. a good shout They're because underrated. a lot of flavour in them. Big time, and that's what you're going for. Lots of surface area as well, so <laughs> yeah, you, technically a lot of flavour. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 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 Underrated, Fair. underrated, and the drink. Oh. Do you know what? Because I'm getting older, I probably just go for a bottle of water. Yeah, Would you, uh, mm. younger me, stay water. hydrated. Yeah, water, stay hydrated yeah. in the purest form. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. <Honestly>. Yeah. Fair <laughs> play. Right, Michael, you've got a, you've got a lot of new stuff coming up, a lot of new music. Um, your album's just dropped. Um, a lot of that I want to get into. Um, get into the meat. But before that, we're going to have a little start. It's all about food, isn't it? Mm. Um, and I, I want to go back to way back when. I want to hear your life story. Sometimes mm. we have some guests on who you can tell from the off. They're not the most exciting characters. Like um, nothing against them, but kind of like sort of Minecraft gamers and stuff like that. <laughs> Great. Yeah. If, if, I, if our guests do still listen to this, you're just calling them dull. Well, I, I've realised that now that sounds like I was implying Vicstar, but that I was is, actually yeah, was pinpointed. I, I was actually inadvertently exactly. talking about Jordan. Oh well, mate, I, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> you're not. A I've guest. left. I've, well, yeah. You're a full I've left. I've left the left the Minecraft life behind me. It was a brief three week stint, which is a bad move because coming back in a big way. Well, I saw. I saw. Tried to ride it. I was like, I've, I've somehow picked the wrong like yeah. part of the ocean. If, and, the, if there's uh, trends and going up off. and down, you always get it when it's right. It's just at that yeah, bottom bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you hadn't even introduced me on the podcast for the last two podcasts, so I'm, uh, even that I'm coming off of. He's not holding on to that, though. That's it, no. Uh, sorry. That's about... right. no, it's fine. <laughs> Jordan's here for anyone listening. But yeah. what, right, what I'm saying, let's restore some order. What I'm saying is, Michael, you've been around the block. You've done a lot of things. We yeah. have a bit of history. Mm-hmm. Like, um, We'll get to that. But what I want to bring it right back to the start and talk about school life, because I know, um, one teacher in particular was integral to your career. Yeah. But before we get to that, what was what was you like at school? Um, I I got up to mischief, but I wasn't a bad kid. If you get what I'm saying, mm-hmm. I yeah. got in trouble a lot. Yeah. Um, but it, I never teachers didn't dislike me. If right. You know I mean, I could be disruptive in class, but I turned up to class. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and You're... I always, I, I'd always, um, you know, contribute. You know, I loved, I loved English from early. You right. know, I hated maths. I was like a just a normal inner city kid. Yeah, I, I quite liked creative stuff like drama, languages. Um, but yeah, like I said, hated maths, liked science, but only biology. Hated physics. So the classes that I was, the classes that I sort of excelled in, because in some I did. Mm. Uh, I was as disruptive as in the classes that I didn't excel in but for different reasons right you know um yeah that's about it I loved football yeah loved sports uh loved girls yeah um yeah just I was a normal kid just normal you, yeah, yeah. You, you might have picked the wrong guy <laughs> the exciting past. Nah, it's mainly because I'm intrigued by the whole like you're, you're very very um vocal in in the fact that you're English teacher um, yeah, Miss so Barkley this she she I met her in my second school so um you know I I my, my characteristics were pretty much the same across all my schools I went to one primary school our lady in St Joseph's in Hackney um, and then I went to the London Oratory, which was at the time one of the best schools in London. Tony Blair was famous for sending, well, he was famous for being the prime minister, but he famously sent his son there 
to like I think a bit of uproar because obviously he was the like leader of the working class essentially sending his sons to what was considered an elitist school so you know Ewan was in my class Uh, we were friends for a bit while his dad was the leader of the opposition but then his dad became the prime minister and if memory serves he became a bit of a cunt are we allowed to swear yeah 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 100% 100% so the thing is, I might be wrong. Like I said, we were kids. We were like 11 years old. Do you mm, know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 11, 12 years old. So he might not have been as bad as I thought he was. Do, yeah. do you know what I mean? Obviously, your character's going to change if your dad becomes the prime minister. Yeah, but hasn't yeah. got to. You can keep your feet on the ground, can't it, you? You can, but then when you've got a kind of... So he went from being like, you know, we used to get the tube together. He lived in, uh, round the corner from here. Right. Literally round the corner from here while yeah. his dad was the leader of the opposition. Grew up around the Canterbury area. And we used to come home from school together on the district line and the Victoria line. And then um, I would kind of make my way on national rail to Hackney and he would get off around here. We were cool. We were so, so blessed like with each other. Mm. Um, But then, you know, after that, when his dad sort of got elected prime minister, he uh, he had to kind of he didn't get to go home with everyone. Obviously, it's a it's a kind of matter of security. So he's got to wait for like a. I don't know if it was an... The, the rumours were going around that it was an armoured car. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course it was. It was probably a Mercedes. Yeah, yeah. It's probably like quite a flashy motor, but yeah. anyway, he'd get picked up in his car, but he had to wait for like 15 minutes. Um, for it was definitely not leave. a helicopter. We roll in helicopter Imagine, out. that would be yeah. cool because I never saw the vehicle. So yeah. for all intent... Let's say it was a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. chopper. Yeah, yeah. And obviously your you're, you're, you're kind of... Your outlook and your just your attitude is going to change. Mm. Um and uh, anyway, we, we kind of had a couple of run-ins. We had a fight, actually. We had a full-on full uh, fisty cuff. And, uh, nice. Yeah, Who won? I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Hang on, I, I've got many questions down here like about music and a few, a few scattered in about Ed Sheeran. Tony Blair's having a fist yeah. fight with Tony Blair's son yeah. was not on the agenda. You clearly <laughs> don't do the research that we expect from you. It wasn't on your Wikipedia, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. The thing is, like you know, it it is obviously a part of my history. You know, it's mm. a, it's a part of my, my my timeline, my life. But it's not one of those things. Like looking back on it, I'm not necessarily I'm not necessarily proud of it. Mm. Do, do you know what I mean? It's just one of those things that happened. Yeah. But it's funny because it's you and Blair. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It could. Mm. I had I had a lot of fights when I was a kid. I yeah. had a normal amount of fights. Not not a lot. <laughs> God, what's normal? Wait, what is it? Yeah. You're talking to the wrong I people. Was, there. I was yeah. forced into this ring, basically. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I uh, no, I was a normal kid, and you, you know what I mean. You have a disagreement, it might end in a punch up. Right. I just got punched a lot rather than punching back. Yeah, I won some. I lost some. <laughs> mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this yeah. is this is what I mean about being normal. It, my, 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 I feel like my childhood was perfectly balanced in that I grew up. In the ends, I grew up in Hackney. I still live there now, yeah. you know, but then I went to this school. Yeah. So I had this kind of insight into, I, I got a really good education until yeah. I fucked it up and got kicked out. But then, you know, I went to another school that, you know, the quality of education obviously wasn't on the same level as the uh, London Oratory, but I had this one teacher, Miss Barkley, who the album was named after. And I, like I said, I, I, I always feel like my life has been affected uh, a lot of the time by just perfect balance, right? You know what mm-hmm. I mean. Good and bad, uh, just you know, light and shade. Yeah. Uh, working class, middle to upper class, everything. Yeah. You know what I mean, I feel like there's just been a balance. And so, uh, what you say? So you're from a working class background. I am. How do, how did you get into a school like that then? From coming from Hackney and and having that kind of upbringing. So, so like I said, I was I was um, 
I was a smart kid. Yeah. And teachers knew that, you know. Right. And uh, after, you know, towards the end of primary school, you get, I don't know if you had this in your primary schools, all the sort of uh, schools come in and have an, an open evening so they can attract the parents. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. To send their kids yeah. there. Yeah. So um, there was one of those, but my, my, my parents are Nigerian and they're like fiercely like, they, they just, they, they came here, they're, they're Nigerian immigrants. Right. Uh, and, and my dad was a teacher uh, and they came here just to provide the best possible education for their kids. Yeah. And um, so anything that anyone ever told them to do or advise they do on an educational level, yeah. if that person was a professional, obviously, they would take that person's advice. So Mr. Soika, uh, the uh, headmaster of my primary school at the time, rest in peace, actually, he died of angina. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, he he um, took my parents into his office and gave them this prospectus for the London Oratory, and it wasn't out on the um, on in in the sort of fair that was going on out there. It was like off menu shit. Do you know what I mean? Oh, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, fuck all them other schools. Like Five Guys secret menu yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> he's like, send him here. So. Um, Obviously, it's the headmaster of the school, you know. He's known me for, what, seven years of my life. And um, so my dad takes his advice, sends me to the London Oratory. And, uh, yeah, that kind of, that kind of, yeah, like I said, gave me into, insight into, you know, classes, social classes way above mine. Do you mm. know what I mean? I had all these friends with these, like, houses with ceilings that I couldn't see. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like far away and yeah. shit. Like, that's how yeah. I always gauge someone's wealth. <laughs> how high is your ceiling? Do you know how Do I gauge know? it? Oh, how's it going? Uh, I gauge it where, and this is like top tier, right? right. If they have a, if uh, you might not know what I'm on about here, but if they have a roundabout in their front garden, right? Oh, because right. I've seen Andy Carroll <laughs> listed. Mine is so much yeah, more basic. We go. <laughs> well, Andy Carroll listed his his house on Rightmove, and yeah. I looked, and he's got a big drive up to his house. He's got a roundabout, oh, a statue in it. Oh, and I thought, yeah. you've got to, you've got to be worth something. That's long money. Yeah. That is. Mine's a lot more basic. Mine's literally uh, if I walk into your kitchen and you've got an ice cube dispenser in the fridge <laughs> built oh, in. You're like, balling. I uh, I was. Uh, I always talk about Mexus for some reason. I was with this girl. I went <laughs> around like her house. For the, yeah, I went around her house for the first time. She had this lovely gated gaff in York, right? And I walked into their kitchen. It was lovely island and all the rest of it. And then I just saw this pristine fridge with the ice dispenser. Oh, yeah. I just text my mate at the time. I was like, mate, they've got money. As I, as I, was, just, as I was just getting these free ice cubes from their fridge dispenser. But yeah, that's that's how yeah, I that's gauge wealth. What do you yeah. determine as wealth? I don't think I do. No. I don't think I've ever looked at. Anyone go, I, don't oh, see class. <laughs> no, I don't I don't see this. You you lot are you're too judgmental. <laughs> it's not judgmental, it's just yeah. it's observant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe I don't pay enough attention. Well, I don't think Jordan's like slagging off the ice machine. He's no, I'm I want that. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying it's class. I, I, and, he's, and he's not then calling anyone who doesn't have one a peasant. Yeah, yeah I'm just saying wow. if you've got yeah, one. That's a good point. I don't know you that <laughs> no, well. no, 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 I'm not, I'm not. Listen, I've I, listen, I've been ice trays top shelf in my free, freezer my whole life. Like, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you know, yeah. But never if, fall as well. Yeah, no. Or fall always, once. Yeah, yeah. The same ice cubes from the duration of when I lived there. Absolutely, absolutely. Did your oh, mum ever make your own ice lollies? No. Oh, oh, sorry, on the on the sticks, then you put the fruit juice in and then, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were quality. Yeah. But my yeah. mum was shit at it because she'd always put 
Vodka in it. No, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> no, she'd always put um, too much like cordial in it. Oh, so it's really, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. it's like the most yeah. bitter, sour, bit bitter. Yeah. Bit like bit 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 like your hate mail. Exactly. That's, that's <laughs> what his mum was doing to him. Cordial. <laughs> Super strong. Yeah, his mum yeah, just yeah. hated him. It needs to be diluted a bit. <laughs> She's the one sending you their message. <laughs> oh, right, no, right. So, so you, you got into the, you got into this school because yeah. the, the headmaster kind of like give your teachers a bit of a tip off and yeah, that. So and, and then you, go on, sorry. We had to pass an exam to get into the school. Really? Then another exam to 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 decide uh, what set we would be placed in. Oh, right. And some of the kids, uh, myself included at first, got put in the top set and then you did the core subjects a year earlier than everyone else. Mm. So you did like, yeah, English, math, science, and I think a language um, a year earlier than everyone else right. so that you could focus on the other shit and then go on to, it was super elitist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what Sounds was it? is is this so is this the school where you met Miss Barkley? No, this was so I got expelled from this school. Oh, you yeah. Oh, right. How? Go on. Um, Ran so for I a wheat field. Like I said I got up to <laughs> Theresa May. I'm that old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now the um the I, I like I said I got up to mischief and the, the thing is there are there are levels in within certain schools. That's mm. how they keep their reputation. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You might get away with things in in certain uh, schools, but you won't in the oratory. So you could do. I I, I give you, to give you an example. I got a Saturday detention. Now this is obviously the worst detention you can possibly get. Yeah. A mm. Saturday. Mm. Yeah. Right? Um, for eating. No, no. Sorry. No. Let me t- start from the top. I got a Friday detention, which is the level below a Saturday. Yeah. It's a uh, Friday from. 3.45, not even 3.30, yeah? School ends at 3.30. <laughs> Detention starts 15 minutes after school fucking what, ends. What have you got to do that's for that cruel. 15? That's just, cruel. just to give everyone time to get that, there. That's like the green mile part, isn't it? it? Like that, That's the walk. Yeah. To, Honestly, to it. Yeah, yeah. it was peak. And if, you're, if your last class was right by the detention hall and you were the first in, and you were just coaching there for 15 minutes, so you've got a 15 minute extra long detention. So smart, <laughs> you'd, do your, you'd do your goodbyes and that, innit? Because you know I mean? yeah. it's Friday, you ain't going to see a lot of them people till Monday so you're trying to do all your goodbyes like bro like and, and all your boys are like supporting you going bro get through keep your head up you know what I mean <laughs> and then and then yeah you go in there right but then the thing is I got this detention for eating a Cornetto at Gloucester Road Station yeah what? right because one of the one of the biggest crimes you could commit in the oratory was eating food in outside you. of school in school uniform in uniform what? mad what the f- why? Representing, aren't you? You're, you're, you're representing exactly. Yeah. You're representing. Yeah. What? And they don't want to see. Well, they're... you're still a human. You still got to eat. <laughs> they don't want to be known <laughs> as cornetto eaters. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it was to uh, to um, prevent littering. Right. Maybe. Um... Yeah, but a cornetto is one of the best things. You eat the whole. You eat the cont- You you eat the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the whole. Yeah. It's that nice. <laughs> Even the paper. There is paper <laughs> around it. Oh, see, I think I've only ever had a cornetto from, from an ice, ice cream van. <laughs> yeah. So you you eat the handle, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> the cone is the handle. So how did your Friday detention progress to a Saturday detention? I got a Saturday detention from the Friday detention because I was wearing. I had the wrong. No, I was wearing the wrong color socks. No. How would they check that? Friday because I sat down and you could see my socks. I got away with it all day, and then I sat down in a Friday detention and got oh, clocked. Oh shit! Got a Saturday detention. That is mental. then then it gets better. Then had to repeat the Saturday detention. So I've gone all that way, and I li- remember I live in Hackney. Yeah, yeah. The school is in foot. It's right by Stamford Bridge. Right, right. And even now with the improvement 
uh, in like sort of London transport services, it takes a, a good hour, over an hour to make that journey door to door, over an hour. So I've gone, to, I've gone to the school on a Saturday and they've given me another Saturday because I don't have appropriate reading material. Oh, <laughs> wow. It's the maddest school. So you can understand, <laughs> yeah, that it didn't, I didn't have to do much to eventually get expelled. So I got dropped um, from the top set after having this fight with Ewan Blair. Oh. Yeah. And I actually got, yeah, dropped down. Um, was it, do you think it was a case of like, he was the golden boy? So they kind of... Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'm guessing I he didn't so. get dropped. No, not at all. Not no. at all. Hey, you got um, dropped by Michael. Got you. <laughs> in all honesty as well, I don't think I actually even dropped in. Do you know what? I think it was like a couple of punches and then it got split up. You know how fun yeah. yeah, back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Was he proper posh? Yeah. Just throwing like quail's eggs at you and that. Yeah, it was memories yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean? I think yeah. fights at our age were very different to what they are now because now it's just all on social media straight away yeah back in yeah. our day like you circle it That's and then a teacher the broke it up quickly yeah, exactly mm. or someone would someone a stand-up guy in your circle of friends would be like low it you know what i mean yeah there's always do you know what yeah. I mean? yeah kids aren't kids aren't inherently and generally bad a fight might start but that's between two you know, like pugnacious people. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Mm, Two people mm. that want to fight, but there'll always be someone who wants to stop it. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, kids, yeah. Aren't, kids aren't bad. Sometimes that would be me. If a fight starts in front of me, I'm not going to stand there and world star it. Do you yeah. Know what I mean? yeah. She's not even fashionable anymore. Does <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, I think, yeah. I've, I think I've, depending on the circumstances, depending on the situation, I've again balance. Mm. Yeah, you know. Sometimes yeah. The, sometimes the fight needs to be had. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's always a place for it. Sometimes exactly. And yeah. if it's in the right place and yeah. it's all fair, then yeah. sometimes let them engage because they're going to do it another time, maybe, and, and then it might be worse. Yeah, or yeah. they could release the animosity there and then. There you go. Yeah, you know? yeah. Everyone well, walks away because, yeah. like, I've told this story a few times, haven't I? But my dad always raised me because my dad's from London and he used to get in a few fights and stuff. Mm. And then he got in one fight where he hit the guy and the guy actually died. So then, like, he's always brought me up. Obviously, that f fuck it, fucked him up as well. Yeah, yeah. So he's always brought me up on that like that level of, like, just run away. Like, yeah. if you have to, just run away. Honestly. And then the one time, I've been hit a few times based on some of the shit I've said online. Granted, some of it's sort of, like, um, justified. But the one time I hit somebody, I'm not a violent person at all, but was you there? No. You weren't there. She was but a 73-year-old <laughs> woman. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Tony Blair's son. And, uh, <laughs> no, um, he uh, he came out of this club and he said something to me, and I retaliated, and he took the piss out of my jaw or something, so I took the piss out of his weight, and it was a bit of back and forth. And he came. He, I thought he was going to throw, so I've come back, and then I hit him, and that was it. And I was like, okay, that's okay. It's the first time I've ever hit anyone first. Mm. Yeah. Went away for the weekend, come back, and I had a letter from the Norfolk Constabulary wow. saying, can Jack mate, not Jack Dean, can Jack, <laughs> can Jack mate come to the police station? And I was like, what have I done? Like, because this yeah. had happened a few days before. I was like, have I like accidentally said something on YouTube that's like illegal? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The, So I went down, they interviewed me on police tape, mm. and I was like, 
this is not the life for me. Like, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so after that, I was just like, I'm just very hesitant to ever hit anyone. Yeah, yeah. So now if anyone gives me some shit on, like, in the street, that. I'm just... Just because of the inconvenience. It's not because it's an act of violence. Just, I don't, I don't want to go down the station. <laughs> yeah. I was doing shit that day. Well, I think because, I'm not proud of it, but I think the guy who, who, um, who was calling me out, he was, he was a bit of a, on the larger side of life. So yeah, I was yeah. like, all, all enraged, probably taking the piss out of his weight. But I will say, he came to me. I didn't That's know this. This guy was mm. so I thought right you've opened the floodgates yeah. here and then I remember them going um yeah did you hit this guy I was like no and then they were like and and did you um did you uh, call him out on his weight and I was like nope and they were like just really revise your answers here and then I was like no I didn't and then he got this the policeman got this big folder out and he went okay well how come at half past one in the morning Friday night you tweeted just hit a fat cunt uh, <laughs> oh, no <laughs> Oh, tweets always come back to did bite he, you, mate. They do. Did he high five his partner after? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just setting the scene in my yeah, mind. Like, that's you can't make it up. You can't make it up. Yeah. Right. Anyway, I want to go back to um. So so yeah. So English teacher Miss Barkley yeah. taught you everything. You, well, a lot of, of of what you know. Yeah. Was that the kind of like very cliche sort of music based question here? But was that the moment when you knew you wanted to get into music, or has that always been something no, you know? Not at all. Like I think. A lot of people maybe can pinpoint this moment mm. where they decided they wanted to do something. Yeah. But I I think with me, it's just been a like a culmination of things, you know, like I, I, I wrote creatively from a young age anyway. Yeah. You know, I loved songs. I loved music because of my older sister. She kind of introduced me to like uh, to rap, basically, to, to R&B, 90s R&B. We grew up in the 90s. So she introduced me to 90s rap and R&B. I had a... Uh, you know, people introduced me to like Cypress Hill and Corn and stuff like that. Then I was obviously introduced to like Garage and and we started fucking around on on like, you know, turntables. The first time I ever kind of, you know, emceed, mm. it was over Garage. Do you know right, what I mean? It wasn't yeah. even really over rap. Right. Um and so all of these things I think kind of um you know, I did a stint at community service once for some like I think it was just dumb shit like riding a stolen moped or something, you know? Yeah, whilst um, eating a Cornetto. <laughs> <laughs> with, with white socks on. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, th- th- so I, th- there was a cipher then and you just, do you know, I think I think in some people it's just innate, you know? Like mm. Some people will just gravitate to where people are rapping. Right. <laughs> or, or like, you know, delivering some sort of lyrics. Yeah. Just like some people will gravitate towards, you know, football and stick that out yeah you know everyone loves football mm. you know all all, all you know uh, all of my mates did yeah but only you know one or two people became semi-pro yeah. You know? yeah yeah so it's the same with 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 uh like creativity mm-hmm. you know mm. i think it it's innate in in everyone but it's only some people that will just gravitate towards it and just do it naturally yeah, you know? yeah absolutely what what at what point in your life would you say you had a, you had a break? Because I assume you were doing it for a while before there was that a big big break. Um, I was doing it as a hobby. Was you? Yeah, for ages. Right. I wasn't really taking it seriously. You know, I was like, I was, I was like holding down like full time jobs sometimes, and then doing a little gig for like fifty quid or something, or going to an open mic or some mm. shit. And um, I only really started taking it properly seriously when. 
when when my friend like just rang me up and asked if he could make a video for a tune called The Return of Mr. Payne that I'd put out. Mm. And that started getting a few views. So I decided to like, you know, release more basically. Mm. So I think that was the kind of moment I took it seriously. Just the moment I decided to actually release more music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Was that, yeah. The, was that the music video where you was in a phone box? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I am at one point. Yeah. I go down Brick Lane and... Uh, yeah. 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 Um, you featured on Ed Sheeran's number five collaboration project, yeah. mm-hmm. but you're here saying that you didn't take it too seriously. Like, how the fuck did that come about then? Because I know you were both popping off at the same time. Yeah, so the lyrics that I wrote for Little Lady, I wrote them around the time when I wasn't taking it that seriously. I was putting music out on MySpace and whatnot, and that was literally mm. it. And um, fast forward a few years, I meet Ed, mm. and, and I told him how much I liked the A-Team which was an early song on one of his early EPs. Obviously it came out on Plus's first album, but it was an early Ed Sheeran song. I told him how much I liked it and how I had these lyrics that kind of fit the song. And it was just weird because we we didn't know each other when we both wrote these separate lyrics. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, yet we'd kind of touched on a similar topic. Yeah. So he asked me to rap the lyrics. I did straight away. He was like, we should go studio tomorrow, wow. uh, record the tune. And it ended up on the collaborations EP. I didn't know what he was using the song for when we first decided to record it. Mm. I knew he was making this EP, though, featuring his grime heroes. So obviously I'm putting two and two together and I'm knowing I'm not one of his grime heroes. So I'm not thinking, oh, this is going to end up on this EP. Yeah, I think it's just going to be, I don't know, just people make tunes in it and don't put them out. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. it was, was the biggest song on that album as well. It was well. the biggest song on the album. It's yeah. yeah. Great track. It's a great you. track. That, that's, that, I assume this is, is, is the same with a lot of, a lot of people. Um, not to discredit you in any way, but the, the way I came to find out about you was mm. when I went and saw Ed Sheeran play. Oh, it's not a discredit and, at and, all. And, and, Everyone's got to find out some way. And I remember I, I had one mate, um, George Smith, that was all, always banging on about you. Mm. And you know when somebody bangs on about someone and you just got no interest in like even checking it out yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then we went to a gig at the waterfront and you were supporting. He was like, this is the guy, this is the oh, guy. And then from that moment on, it was just like, oh, I checked you out. And then I, th- I think maybe, I can't remember, it was a long time ago, so I can't remember the kind of like logistics, but mm. we had a I gave you a little bit of stick online. Yeah, we had a spat. We yeah. definitely that's how we became friends, but it's interesting because I've got a lot of close friends who I am friends with because of a spat. It's mad. Uh-huh. My yeah. best friend, Daniel Thompson, yeah, literally he's my brother, you know. I I'm I'm li- we're literally part of each other's families. I've known him. Interestingly, I met him on the same day Princess Diana died, and I've known him since then. Right. Right? And we fucking hated each other at the very beginning of our relationship. Yeah. And now there is literally, the guy's driven me to Scotland and shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There is like literally nothing he won't do for me if he can. Yeah. That's my brother right there. Mm. And we started our relationship. You, You would not think that we would, that we would be even on speaking terms like three days later, let alone pals, like yeah. nearly sort of 20 something years later. Do you know? That's yeah. mad, isn't Amazing. it? I can't even remember why it was, do you know what it was? So back then. Oh, here yeah. we go. Yeah. I'd rather you didn't remember, but. Back, back then there was no, there was no streaming. Mm. It was literally, you buy someone's tunes on iTunes. And I remember you just randomly saying to me that you'd illegally downloaded <laughs> <my> <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. So then we just got into this spat and then, and, and then that was it. And then I think it was the same, maybe not, it maybe lasted about. A week, like one or two back and forth. <laughs> I'm very petty. I'm very petty. <laughs> it, it was most like I think I think like ninety percent of it was 
over the course of a night. But then I might, there might have been one or two back and forth so yeah, like yeah, a couple yeah. of days later. But then I think, I think we just like randomly just became, just were like, what is the point of this shit? Yeah, it, it was weird because I think, I think much like most of my old beefs with people, like, um, <clears throat> It's it's been a bit bit of a progressive thing for me because obviously now on YouTube I call YouTubers out for their sort of wrongdoings mm. and 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 that's become, kind of become my trade. Whereas back then I think I was literally an internet troll. Like I think that's the yeah, way yeah, the way yeah, I the kept... earliest version of one hundred percent. Yeah, you were trolling before trolling was a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I like about you. You set the trend. <laughs> <laughs> but then I think because that was when that was when. M- this is how it is, but I'm piecing it together now in my head. And I think that's when George was like, actually, this guy's pretty sick. And I was just like, oh, I don't give a fuck, like, whatever. Then you popped up at the Ed Sheeran gig, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, and then I think we we came to, we we were a bunch of Ed Sheeran fanboys, much like anyone. We came to the fence, yeah, and I right. s- saw, you, saw you at a fence. And this is how things just work out. We got a selfie, and I was like, I'm definitely going to be in the selfie. And I've come down the bottom. All the boys have stood. You're quite a tall fella. They've taken the photo, and I'm just cut off. <laughs> 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 it's just my eyes there and I was like I didn't really deserve the photo <laughs> anyways <laughs> right, I think that we'll we'll go to a, a little break there and when we come back we're going to be talking about Michael's new stuff and about the time I went on a night out with you yes. and uh, many more things so come back after this Right, welcome back to Jack Makes Happy Hour podcast. Still here with Stevie. You are. Still here with Jordan. All right. Still here with Michael. Yep. And um, we are going to get on to your, to your new projects very, very soon, Michael, I promise. But um, before then, I am a big, big fan of your Blame Miss Barkley album, as I alluded to Thank in you. the first half of the show. Uh, I remember we bought the physical copy and myself and my cousin Race used to play it all the time in his car on the way back to Reading Festival, I remember That's fondly. Um, and I came to see you um, on your solo show mm-hmm. in, in Norwich and we had a... We had a, I don't know if it was really a night out, but we went to like the pub like yeah, after. Yeah, no, it was it was a night out. Yeah, it was definitely because <laughs> um we we kind of um enlisted you as our tour guide right. in a, in a way. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. always nice to no matter what city you go to, it's always just nice to have someone from there that can show you about just culturally, you know, where to eat, where to shop, yeah, where to drink, yeah, you know, um if you're staying there for kind of a day, you know, some museums or galleries or whatever. You right. Know? And you were our guy. <laughs> but but obviously it was a nighttime thing. And I think it was, this was the last date of the tour, in fact. Was it? Yeah, I remember we were going home the next day. Right. Um, no, it was a big break before I did the London show. Right. I remember that, yeah. So I think we had like a two-day break. Yeah. And um, so we had, a, we had time to kill. Yeah. So I remember we went to a pub, but the pub closed. And right. then we went to Best Kebab. <laughs> we went to Best Kebab and I remember the name because there's a best a famous Best Kebab in Hackney in Stoke Newington that um, Ainsley Harriet is a, is a massive fan of really yeah, 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 they've got yeah. like obviously if you if your uh, kebab shop's like worth anything you're going to have a photo of a celebrity isn't it? yeah <laughs> they get Ainsley in there get Ainsley that's quality that's um, quality I was actually just quickly if we ever have the opportunity to have Ainsley Harriet on please please get him on <laughs> yeah. what a legend I actually don't remember much about that because I remember the gig you played I think it was the waterfront again it was yeah, yeah. but it was upstairs in it the waterfront was, yeah. and um, they sell absinthe there wow and I had some of that and I think I was a bit starstruck of you 
And I was like, oh God, Michael Payne wants to go on a night out. Like, especially my cousin was like super yeah, fan. Yeah, your so cousin was, like, was with us as well. Yeah. I remember that. And I remember we met you at your, what, what? You started this by saying, I don't know if we can class that as a night out to then saying that you were too drunk to remember because of absence. <laughs> <laughs> but I always, I always think I'm still quite. What do you class I'm as a st- night out? Well, I'm not, I still go to clubs. So I class clubs as out-out. Okay, true, true. so you know bars. I mean? And then pubs and... It wasn't even a bar, it was Delaney's, which has now changed. But we went to Delaney's Irish oh, bar. Okay. But I remember I was like feeling like the coolest guy in Norwich because we're just going to see this guy perform and then we were out. And then um, I remember we, come, we, we met you at your hotel, yes. uh, Premier Inn, halfway down Prince Wales Road. Yep. And you came down, you bought myself and Reese a pint, which was very kind of you. And then you, <laughs> you went back to your room and Reese was smashed. And he's a big fat lump. And he just turned and smashed these two beers over. I was like fucking idiot you're a fucking idiot you're gonna ruin the whole thing so i thought i had tried to claw back some cool points which i, I in retrospect really wasn't i went michael can i get you a drink you probably want a black current guinness don't you because you're old ep now <laughs> i must have accepted i must have accepted i, I don't think they did it <laughs> and i was like that's not good don't quote the don't quote the, that was the name of your ep it was yeah, yeah. The guinness and black current ep one of my favorite bodies of work actually so i'm really glad that you brought that up <laughs> It's just like when people come up to me and they're like, oh, you bloody love advent calendars. <laughs> <Yeah. you?"> <laughs> <laughs> um, how long does it take you to to make an album? Because Oh, man. Um, it depends. How long is a piece of string? Right. Mm-hmm. Blame Miss Barkley was a very specific um, and uh, it was a very focused period. You know, we were focusing on getting this album done. And Blame Miss Barkley was an idea that I had very recently before we started to execute it Mm. because, you know, things were moving a lot faster at the time. There was label interest. I was doing quite a a few gigs. I'd already done Little Lady and stuff. So I was kind of, there was a bit of hype around the name. So we were like, all right, cool. Now that before the labels sort of step in and try to kind of fuck with the creative process, Mm. let's just hole up in the studio and uh, and make this album. So I lived at Jake's, uh, Jake Gosling's Mm. who, uh, produced um, plus uh, Ed Sheeran's debut album and a lot of the second one, which is Multiply, I think. Right. And uh, he he's worked with like you know back in the day he's worked with Wiley, he's worked with Scorcher. So he's his experience kind of um, he's just got great range. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to the uh, kind of artists that he works with, um, so he he kind of at first took the helm when it came to. Um, uh, producing the album mm. but then adam uh, adam coltman stepped in and uh he basically ended up it, it ended up being you know most of the time uh adam and myself because jake was getting increasingly busy with like paloma faith's second album and stuff like that and right and i think yeah at the time i was recording my album actually one direction recorded uh little things i remember they they come down to the studio towards the end of uh the the blame miss barkley uh writing uh sort of sessions mm. and uh um oh fucking hell I remember actually this I can say this now because people have found out uh that Zane smokes weed. But yeah. like fucking hell like back in the day <laughs> <laughs> You had the exclusive so back then so I'm bunning the zoo obviously we're in studio I'm bunning the zoo and then um someone asks me if Zane can have a bun on a, on like a, a bun on the zoo. So I'm like Oh, it's risky. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> so then I, I gave him, do you know what I thought? Fuck it. I gave him a little bud. Uh, yeah. And it's like, you strap your own, whatever. Yeah. And the next day, all over the paper, it was 
Ed Sheeran and One Direction in the studio together. So I'm shitting myself thinking someone's got a photo uh. of... But, and then they're going to call me a drug dealer now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I gave someone one nut. Yeah. I didn't charge for it. <laughs> the worst drug dealer ever. Exactly. Yeah. Out of the kindness of your heart. <laughs> so, um, so uh, but nothing happened. It was fine. And, you know, obviously since then, people have gone and found out Zane's yeah. a normal guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Enjoy yeah. it now and then. You yeah. know what I mean? It's cool. Um, so, so uh, yeah, during, during sort of, uh, during that period, we 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 probably do like a song a day, right? And we were there for a good uh, about a month and a half, two months, just just banging out a song a day. We we wanted more than we would need for the album. Fucking mm. hell! So you know we could pick from certain tunes, but then the album started to take this real. Um, you'll know there are characters on the album. Their yeah. lives are intertwined. You you have to have certain tunes on there. You yeah. Know? So the so the album became this concept that I would just think, okay, this person needs a story. You know, this story needs expanding. I need to allude to this person again and stuff like that. So yeah. mm. I made the album like that. Like you'd write, almost like you'd write a film maybe. Mm. Yeah. You yeah. Know, or a play or some shit. There's a lot of hard hitting topics on there, isn't there? There like are, e yeah. Euthanasia. Yeah. Black police officer gets shot. Mm -hmm. I think it gets shot. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Just, just, a, just a, a lot of, of kind of like the, the stuff that some people may shy away from. Yeah. Do you feel that's important to put, to put into music or is that just something that resonates with you? Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily important. I think that the music is the best way to communicate an idea. Mm. <clears throat> and if you want people to be happy, you make a happy song. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you mm -hmm. want people to think about an idea or a, uh, an issue mm. that you have, then you put that in a song. Right. But if you really want to make, you know, social commentary and you just don't think that you're good enough, mm. then there's nothing wrong with being an activist maybe in your real life, but making fucking club bangers all the time and right. getting people yeah. to get turned and stuff, you know? Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's just how you want to express yourself. Yeah, there aren't too many artists that do it, are there? Actually try and push it. No. Like, Akala would probably be the biggest. Absolutely. And then, yeah, when it comes it. to activism and low-key as yeah. well, um, shout out to both of those two, actually. Um, like proper heroes when it comes to this rap shit, man. Yeah. Have to shout out those two. Well, one thing, because... Obviously, obviously, some of the tracks are clearly characters, like mm, the, like mm -hmm. the, like the suicide pact and stuff yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. It's clearly not about you. Mm -hmm. There's we, we what was the one we listened to on the way up that was really I completely fade, forgot. Fade away. Fade away. Yeah. So fade away is uh, that's the two characters from you don't know me, and um, uh, <clears throat> what other songs are they in? Um, so all right, so. Fade Away is that is the couple from You Don't Know Me. You know You Don't Know Me, you've yeah. got the dad and you've got his daughter yeah. and you've got a boyfriend, yeah. mm -hmm. right? Um, without giving away any spoilers to anyone who hasn't heard the song, yeah. that's their relationship. Right. Uh, those are their various relationships. That couple is the couple in Fade Away. That's from the guy's perspective. Oh, right. Got you. To, it's... To, to, to make it make sense, you've got to go back and listen to a song called Smashing Bricks. Right. And that's like, that came out, that was on an EP before the album. Yeah, it's in that sort of bundle in that universe. Right, you know I mean? got you, so got you. That's that's crazy. Yeah, so you, so it's this. I, I hope this doesn't offend you. Your your body of work is almost like the MCU, like the the Marvel <laughs> yeah. Cinematic Universe yeah. <laughs> within like rap. That's yeah. incredible. That's Basically. awesome. Basically. That's awesome. But it's not. You know, I've I've always been. You know, back back then, especially, I've always been a. In fact, no. Do you know, now I am. We'll get onto that when we talk about the new project. But I've always had to 
infuse a concept into yeah. things. I, 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 I find it hard to do things for the sake of doing them. I yeah. like to have a concept, a, a raison d'etre for that thing to exist. If mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying, yeah, yeah, that's just how I am. I reckon. That's I think awesome. it makes me lazy sometimes. I'm not the type of MC that's just like you won't ring me, and I'll be like, yeah, I'm just in studio. <laughs> <laughs> you won't hear that. You, you yeah. only hear me say that if I'm actually in studio and I'm and I'm actually about to make a project, right? Yeah, it out, you yeah. Know? I don't make throwaway stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. because that's because good. you've you've had a. Before we talk about the break, you've had a bit of a not in terms of a successful break, but an actual physical break from music. Yeah, yeah. Um, what what was the reception like of that album? Like wow. of Blame Miss Sparkly. Yeah. Um, among among like fans and listeners, this my my sort of problem with um, my only problem with uh, the the album was it was released on a major label, yeah. and I don't think that it had the reach that. It should, I, I think, have had given the size of my advance. For instance, you, you know, what I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a realist, mm. and if I get a big advance or a, you know a sizable advance, I think, well, that's going to make me a bit of a priority. Then you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're going to mm-hmm. put their money where their mouth yeah. are, yeah, uh, and they're going to actually push me so that they can because it's all about recouping. Recouping yeah. that money, giving yeah. you the fucking yeah. money. No, yeah. It's, it's no, a loan, no. not a grant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. They want to recoup that. So you'd think, okay, good business sense would mean that you're going to promote the shit out of this thing. So at least you get your peas back. Yeah. yeah. Even if you're just thinking about it as a commodity rather than, you know, a, a person. Yeah. yeah. I don't give a shit about all of that. You know, yeah. Common. I, I remember doing a masterclass with Common years ago. I won this one extra competition. Right. The prize was a masterclass with Common. And the first lesson that Common gave us was that. What if you get signed to a label, you are no longer a person, you are just a commodity. They're selling your shit. That's it. That you're just numbers on the board, you know. First week release um numbers, blah blah blah. You know, you go into a league table. Mm. And um so I kind of ta- that stuck with me all this time. So I was yeah. never under any illusion that not taking anything personal. Or... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not really mm. taking things personally, yeah. but thinking if this if these people have any business acumen, then they will I just don't think they did enough yeah. to promote the album. Right. But among the people that received it, I only got plaudits. Yeah. You know, I've never, yeah. I've, you know, without sounding arrogant, yeah. no one's ever come to me and said that was a shit album. Yeah. yeah. Or any, no one's ever said anything less than that was a brilliant album. Yeah. yeah. Again, I'm not being arrogant. That's just the truth. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it, it was success, a successful piece, but mm. not not as as successful as you as you imagined it was it was going to be. Yeah. Is that what then kind of like deterred you from music for a while? Because you have taken a bit of a break. Yeah, yeah. Why is that? There was a, again, it was a number of things. It wasn't just that, you know. I remember that you know the, the the label parted ways with me and that, and then you you get left in this limbo because you think, wow, like people were literally pumping like six figures into me, you mm. know, six months ago. Yeah. Now. It, you know, everyone's just kind of automatically just stopped answering emails. You you can't get the same people that you could literally get to to reply to you a week ago. That's mm. mad. Um, so there's that. But then you know, I start. I, I got into management for a bit. I started managing an artist. Right. Um, I got into you'll know. I got into broadcasting quite heavily. Yeah. I still present the radio show that I've been doing for like four years. Yeah. Um, I got into a number of things. So I I stayed active. I stayed busy even if I wasn't really putting out music. Right. Got you. So, so, but now, now you're you're back. I am back. Yeah, with the with the new album. Yeah, Night Elm on Mare Street. Night Elm on Mare Street. Yeah, well, part <laughs> one of the new album. I'm I'm releasing it in two parts. Uh, the first part 
Effect is uh, coming out on August the 30th. Right. Already out. Yep. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and um, the second part will probably come out at some point next year. But mm-hmm. it's very kind of the concept is just kind of looking back on my life, even before some parts go back to even before Blame Miss Barkley, just me. It's it's more autobiographical than the than the first album. Right. So it's um some parts are almost like a prequel. Yeah. But and and because of that, it's got a, a real eighties film soundtrack sound to it. Right. Fair. How how long have you been working on that? <sighs> technically technically like six years. Yeah. But we kind of got together and started getting sessions in um at the end of twenty eighteen. Wow. Yeah. yeah. yeah what you're you're doing are you doing are you releasing it so kind of like independently now yeah releasing it on my own label oh um, wow yeah the only son yeah and um yeah that it, it it's just really organic yeah do you know what i mean i'm not expecting anything from this album at all which is which is like stark contrast to the first album first album you know you're on this cloud of being on a major label and you're thinking oh my god like you know because they're thinking about charting, you're thinking about charting. Yeah, I'm not thinking about shit. I just want to put the album out. What would what would be yeah, what would be deemed a success for you? Putting the album out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who would your um, who would your ideal sort of music collaboration be? Annie Lennox. Yeah. yeah I say this all the time. Annie, Annie Lennox and Shaka Khan. Wow. Yeah. Hundred percent. Big. So, I think that is pretty much all, all, all I've got really on, on, on the little notes. Unless you boys want, wanted to add anything out, I'm intrigued by something. It always because the we name, just... the name, is it the name? Uh, no, uh, we can find out about it. Uh, the really weird thing that intrigues me is we listen to Bo Burnham a lot, mm. and he's very smart with his lyrics and his comedy. Mm. He's, a, he's, a, I don't know if you know, he's a comedian. Yeah, he wrote uh, Eighth Grade, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. in his, in his comedy songs he writes a lot of lyrics that i feel like sometimes go over people's heads mm. and i feel like a lot of your lyrics might do the same absolutely when you write lyrics are there any other times when you're writing it and you're going that's fucking brilliant and then it doesn't <laughs> get the reaction you want um yes and no because i always think of songs as a whole as as you know hoping to you know i always hope to impress people with songs as a whole you know i'm not going to sit here and and pretend that like I don't want to impress people. I'm a punchline MC. So your your kind of your kind of value is determined by how many people out of the people that have heard your stuff rate you as a punchline MC. Yeah. If you say you're a punchline MC and nobody else yeah. does, yeah. you're not a punchline MC. <laughs> yeah. So I I always get people I get two types of people. I get people that are like, "Oh my god, that bar about this or, you know, that song about this, amazing." But then I'll get people five years later going, I just understood what you meant. 100%. And that's, that, that, that's the biggest prize, actually. Yeah. yeah. That's the biggest prize. 100%. Like I said, I was a big fan of, of the Blame Miss Barkley album. And dri- driving up today, we put it on. Mm. And I was hearing things I thought I hadn't heard before. Mm. And I used to binge that album. So that, that's testament to you. Like, and, and, I, and I guess, like, as you develop as a fucking human, you understand more references exactly. and, and stuff yeah. like exactly. that. And the same thing happened to me. I, I was a big fan of Lupe Fiasco. Right. And he same. used to have these pretty much unintelligible bars. I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. Mm. But as you live, as you kind of soak up different culture, mm. 
just just are around people and learning different things things click and you're like yeah. oh my god that's what he meant yeah that's quality it's a beautiful moment because because they say is it do you think i know a, a mutual friend of ours reese saunders yeah he, reese sanders sanders sorry yeah, yeah. he um he he wrote in and asked if there's a bit a difference between uh in mindset between writing comedy and writing music mm. that's that's actually a pretty good question because in comedy, specifically comedy, puns are often looked down upon. Yeah. Whereas what you do, when you incorporate it into lyrics, for some reason, like that, it's completely different. Yeah, like, it is. Do you know why? No. It's because it rhymes. Mm. Right. It's, it's purely because it rhymes. Yeah. If you say it without rhyming, it's a dad joke. Yeah. If you say it while rhyming, it, it, you know what I mean? Like people love Eminem because of some of the shit that he said. That if your dad said it at a barbecue, you'd cringe. You'd be like, Dad, you can't fucking say <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's as simple as that. A punchline MC will take a dad joke. And, you know, you obviously there is the, the there's a different skill set, I think, um, that you need to write a good rap and to write good comedy. Because like you said, like, comedy relies on different things. It, for me, I, I, my, my favourite comedians ever are, you know, Richard Pryor, Dave Chappelle, Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock. Mm. Um, I love Bill Burr. Right. They can I all spin a good yarn. Mm. It's the thing. They can all tell a story, keep you engaged. Yeah. And then if there is, you know what I mean? If, 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 if there's a punchline, it, obviously it comes at the right time. Mm. And, and, you know, they might, they might kind of bring back a concept that they made you forget about through this kind of really yeah. outlandish story. Yeah. And then just bring it straight back. A really good example is when Dave Chappelle tells the joke about kicking someone in the pussy. He goes, I'm, he goes, I'm so good at comedy. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to say I, the punchline I, first. I literally watched this like and he two went, days ago. And he went, the, com- the punchline is, so I kicked her in the pussy. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? How is he going to get out of this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not going to spoil it for you, but yeah. that is the joke. And you, at the end of it, you're like, fuck. Like, <laughs> you're <laughs> that good. Yeah. He's amazing. I'm going to have to check it out. I think, I think you uh, hit the nail on the head articulately there with that question. Michael, it's been a pleasure. Oh, mate. My, likewise. Uh, people can check out um, The Night Elm on Mare Street. Yep. Uh, I'm always <laughs> worried I'm just going to get that wrong. Where where can they check that out? All the oh, usual places? Or? Yeah, it's on all the digital platforms, Spotify, Google Play and all that. But you can check out videos, um, The Night Elm on Mare Street videos out Mike's back is out and um, cut from a different cloth is out, which is my favorite. We've got a very special vehicle in that um, in that video. Right. Very special to me. And um, yeah, it all it's it's all very um, I think I think older people will like this because it's all very nostalgic. But I hope younger people like it if they're fans of like Stranger Things and stuff. That's right. Quality. Fair. I did get a bit of a feel of that when I saw that television screen with the with the flicker on. So, and um, if I could recommend an, an old tune real quick, um, the title I'm pretty sure is it. You don't know me. Oh, you, you don't know me. You love yeah, it. Yeah, go and check that out. <laughs> like that is fucking brilliant. I love that. Like it just it's 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 got. You know what? That's the closest I'd come to writing a comedy, a stand up thing. Because yeah. when you really think about it, it's literally going one way and yeah. then right at yeah, the end, flip yeah. I pull the rug. So that yeah. is the closest I think I would ever come to just kind of straddling the stand up and right. rap world. So, in, you know, like further to Reese's question and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I suppose that's where the kind of. But it's, it's so clever because it's also got that deeper meaning as well. Absolutely. Like yeah. of, of differences of yeah. without giving shit yeah. away of yeah, how amazing. silly differences are exactly. and, and stuff like that. So props to you. Like, you. Final, final uh, question. Uh, I like to ask um, some of our guests. You're 99 years old and you're on your deathbed. Mm-hmm. What do you need to happen between now and then? Or has it already happened for you to go fucking hell? Michael Payne was a success. Oh, good question. Good question. Um, 
Uh, an Ivan Novello would be nice. A what? An Ivan Novello award. Uh, I'm not really an awards guy. Right. I don't give a shit that, that I don't really give a shit about awards. But for some reason, I do cover an Ivan Novello award. I feel like I should know what it is, and I don't. Well, it's a songwriting award. It's it's not. Right. It's it's a very among songwriters. Yeah. It's much coveted. But if you're not, you know, most people on the surface will see Brits Grammys. Yeah. And stuff like that. But this is kind of is uh is voted for by your peers. It's uh you know other songwriters and stuff that kind of uh make up the uh, academy that vote and stuff. And you know, I've been to a couple of the Ivan Novello awards and. I've seen, you know, Noel Rogers accept a Lifetime Achievement Award. Amazing. You know, I've seen Tom O'Dell accept, like, I think Song of the Year. I've seen, mm. uh, I've seen um, Emily Sande accept one with some of the cast of people just do nothing. Like, you, mm. because, mm. Uh, obviously, Keith Chegwin's nephew, yeah. um, uh, Hugo, yeah. um, that is DJ Beats, co-wrote fucking some of the songs on Emily Sande's first album. That's mad. The shit you find out at the Ivan Novello Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I met Randy Newman at yeah. the Ivan Novello Awards. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And you, you can't, you, I don't trust people that don't like, you know, songs from Pixar movies. Right. So seeing yeah. Randy Newman yeah. just made me so happy. You got a friend of me and all yes, that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it would be an Ivan Novello. If I can win one of those, then I can die satisfied, somewhat satisfied. There we Fair go. Play. Perfect. Stevie, thanks. That's all right. Jordan, thanks. <laughs> Pleasure. Michael Payne, thank you very much. Thank you. This has been Chat Makes Happy Hour. We'll see you next time. Yeah.